We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Kendall Jenner talking about the struggles of nepotism. I went to every single casting and ran all over not only New York City, but all over Europe trying to, you know, get a job and, and make my way. Of course, I had a platform and I'll never, I never took that for granted. I always knew that that was there, but that almost made my job a little bit harder um, only because people, you know, probably didn't want to hire me because I was on a reality TV show. She actually wouldn't allow us as a family to go to any of the fashion shows Why? and sit front row because she didn't want to be distracted. Or with, film. Yeah. I took my last name off of my name on like all my modeling cards so that I was taken completely seriously. I mean, I literally like went to like the middle of nowhere castings like I, I definitely worked my way to where I am now. I think it's just a perception that people have. I think maybe at some point in time, they wouldn't, uh, fashion designers wouldn't want to hire a reality star and say like, oh, you're a joke and we want like serious models. But that is not this time. We do not live in that time. In this time, the more visible you are, the more eyes you can get on the clothes, the more kind of, the more attention you can get is all that matters. Like. Yeah. Even the like most fashiony of fashion designers knows like oh merchandising is actually very important and like mm -hmm. to have Kendall Jenner model in your show so that more people will maybe see what she's wearing. Come on, like it's just it's you really think we're fools, you know? These people really think we're fools. I mean, maybe we are fools for watching their show for forty five seasons, but Kendall, I have seen your AD tour. I have seen that oval light. You would not have gotten that oval light if your last name weren't Jenner. You wouldn't that have that oval light. <laughs> that oval light. You need yeah, to be a nepotism uh, beneficiary to get that oval light. 
the what's that artist called? Yeah, that that light by James Terrell. James, James Terrell. James Terrell, yeah. not that James. <laughs> James, not the producer from the Wendy Williams show. Yeah, it's that special that reunion. I don't know those guys. Those. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the press that came out of that specifically, and it wasn't anything really good or revealing or, you know, like what's crazy is like now Chloe's breaking up with Tristan again, apparently, because, mm-hmm. yeah, but that wasn't really in Because he cheated that, again. No, because right. it happened just now. There was that quote from Chloe where she was like, I don't have a grudge. Uh, I forgive Jordan. I forgive Jordan. And it's like, what about Tristan? <laughs> Well, looking back, I'm like, how mad? I mean, I get, I don't know if she cares because whatever, but how mad would you be as Kylie if your sister's gross fiance or gross boyfriend fucked up your friendship, essentially, your closest friendship, so that you had to like disown your friend to like stay honorable to your sister? And now it comes out that like Jordan really wasn't the problem ever, right? No. Maybe there was a miscommunication, but Jordan really wasn't the problem. Jordan was maybe actually a good friend to Kylie. And now you've essentially burned that bridge and it's too late to even go back. Chloe Kardashian is treating this like it's a Dolly Parton Jolene situation. But actually what this is, is a Cam Diane situation. Okay, you're going to have to explicate this. Uh, I use it again, that word. I love it. You're going to have to explicate this reference for our listeners. In Dolly Parton's Jolene, Jolene is the, you know, I'm air quoting, is the homewrecker here, right? I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Dolly is with this unnamed female protagonist, has a male lover, whatever. Jolene rips this guy right out from under Dolly or whoever she's standing in for. And she's furious with Jolene, right? She's like, she's begging this woman, don't take my man. But in Camp's Diane, she sort of twists the narrative. And she's talking about like, you know what? She is the Jolene type person. And she's like, I didn't know that it was like this. This guy sucks. And it's more about like, let's come together and discuss how it's the man's fault. Right. And I think it's more of a Cam Diane than it is a Dolly Jolene. I think people are familiar with Jolene, but not as familiar with Diane. <laughs> well, that's, that's understandable. That's completely yeah. fair if you're not familiar right. with Cam's uh, 20 and this uh, is not, masterpiece And what it, what it really should be is a goodbye Earl, but don't get me started. <laughs> Okay. Right. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's get started with comments. We have so many. So many. I might cut some, but... Okay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I was just listening to Friday's episode, and I had to pause after you guys talked about Miss Mojo to talk about a really delightful video I watched recently. Um, it was a press jacket interview with Tom Holland and, I don't know, one of his Marvel co-stars. And it was for a Miss Mojo video. And when they found out they that it was Miss Mojo, they were freaking out. And the interviewer was actually the woman who does the voice, and she did the voice for them. And they freaked out, and it is extremely delightful highly recommend you watch uh crunch crunch and here's the video that the caller was talking about i love watch mojo no i'm always i'm always watching the top 10 things always welcome to watch mojo yeah that's me oh no way oh no you narrated it oh my god can you do the intro for us right now please i've never done this in person welcome to watch mojo no way oh my god 
is so ridiculous. I love your show. Of all the Tom Holland that I've ingested, that was my favorite of all time. When he said, I love watching the top 10 things. It was better than his umbrella performance, for sure. Which is saying something, because that was the other greatest thing I've ever seen him do. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, You guys are talking about the TikTok voice, and I have to tell you that the, um, the original TikTok voice, the reason that it changed is because TikTok didn't actually have that woman's permission, and she sued them because she was hired to just record a bunch of phrases for a company and didn't know what they would ever be used for, at least that's what, allegedly, 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 allegedly. And um, then the news came out about the lawsuit, and, like, the next day, TikTok had a new robot voice. So uh, that's the deal there. Being <laughs> um, great, psych. What happened? So, this woman's name is Bev Standing, and she's Canadian. She's from some town in Ontario. She's a voice actor, and she recorded all these things for... Probably some technology company, and she you know didn't what know it what was. it was for. What? It was for a gig she did for the Institute of Acoustics, a research organization of the Chinese government. And she says the job, I'm quoting CBC um, in Canada, the job <gasps> was reading thousands of English sentences she says she was told to be used for translation. Standing believes these recordings came into TikTok's possession and were used Obsessed to generate the text-to-speech narration. Okay, sure. do you want to hear her talk? <laughs> yeah. Listen to her. Does she sound like the voice? Yeah. Yes. When you sign up at Jossin Maine, you'll find furniture and decor for every design style and lifestyle. So that's her voiceover work. This is what she sounds like just speaking. Anywhere you hear a voice and don't see a face, it's kind of what I do. So... She says that she didn't, obviously she's not on TikTok, but people were like, I think this is your voice being used on TikTok. How text messages go with my younger brother. Yo sis, yo bro. Everyone started sending me these videos going, this is you, this is you. And that's how I found out. You know how Bex is the voice of, or was the voice of Metamucil? It reminds Uh me of like, one time I was just watching television, there was a Metamucil commercial and I was like, I (laughs) I think... That's Bex telling me to buy yeah, Metamucil. And I texted her. I was like, hey, quick question. Are you Metamucil? And she was like, yes, I'm Metamucil. <laughs> quick question. Are you Metamucil? <laughs> Feel less hungry with the natural fiber and clinically proven meta-appetite control from Metamucil. You'd be a great voice actor. I've said this to you. I know. And I went, I did an audition where I guess like my voice is on record somewhere as mm-hmm. like a, like in a file if like somebody was looking for a voice. But they, It's like Raiders of the Lost like, Ark. It's in some... They always, they always ask if you can sing and then they like make you sing. I mean, not make you, but they like, like, oh, do you all have the chance? Do you sing? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you want to just like, like, you know, you don't have to be good at it, but just like sing. And I was like, what? I didn't know this was part of the test. And then I had to like karaoke a song. Which song did you do again? Um, I did Bonnie write something to talk about. Because it was the first no, thing that came no. to my head that I'd done. Yeah. I did half of it. And then I was so embarrassed because, like, <laughs> the rest I'd prepared for. But the singing, I didn't know that was something that was going to come up. When you sang, did they laugh just a little too loud? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, when you were discussing Nick Cannon's um, new twins, you completely left out that not only is one of them named Zion, but one of them is named Zion Mixolydian. Mixolydian is a musical mode, which is one of the hooier musical modes, I feel like. I feel like Dorian is a them. That's all I have to say. Okay, 
crunch, crunch, bye. People were like, I don't think Nick Cannon knew this. And I'm like, of course he did. He didn't name his kid an obscure musical thing without knowing that. And also, he's a musical guy. He's a musician. He's a million things. Nick Cannon is a quadruple threat. And the fourth is having children. Singing, dancing, acting, hosting, having children. It's a talent. Nick's called. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, medium time, medium time. I don't, medium time, long time. Anyway, um, I am poetry adjacent and I, okay, so <laughs> when you guys were talking about um, Terrence Hayes dating Padma, I remember hearing about how the woman that Terrence Hayes left Yona Harvey for is Rachel Eliza Griffiths, who is now dating Salman Rushdie, who is Padma's ex. Right? So that means Padma and Salman Rushdie switched boyfriend and girlfriends. Right? What's going on there? Can you look into this for me? Thank you. That's a lot. I mean, I guess there aren't many poets in the world, so they've all dated each other. It is true that Padma and Terrence are dating. It is true that Terrence was married to Yona. Mm -hmm. It is true that Salman Rushdie is dating this woman named Rachel Eliza Griffiths, who's also a poet. The one thing that is not really confirmable by me or not necessarily with like a cursory internet search that he initially left Yona for Rachel Griffiths. I couldn't find it either. That is not quite in the Google, the initial Google search. But I can find a connection between the two of them because there is some event listing from a few years ago and it has a photo of Terrence. And the photo credit is a Rachel Eliza Griffiths. But like, clearly they went to events anything. together because they're both poets. So it's hard no, to no, say. No, 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 no. Like, like, the, like Rachel took the photo of Terrence. She took his headshot. Oh, so that they're friends and the photo came from somewhere else where she was with him and took his photo. I mean, what I'm saying is the fact that she took his headshot means that at the very least, they know each other. They're friendly. So this seems like something that was maybe rumored. Exactly. Also, I looked at the caller, said they were, quote, poetry adjacent. It sounds like an identity. When you're poetry adjacent, yeah. What does that mean? Like you read poetry or you like work adjacent to poetry? Maybe you studied poetry and it's what you do on the side for fun. And so you follow the culture. You follow the community, but you don't make a living off of it. Is there a shade room for poets? Is there a, oh, no, they didn't for poetry? Is there a de moi? Four poems. Yeah, it's called the stanza space. Stop. It's it's called the verse hearse. Stop. So we're going to end this with a, I'm just going to be up front with you, a long montage of all, I tried to get as many of the Amazon Prime calls as I could get to make a montage containing a little bit of everyone who called in so graciously and told us what Amazon purchases make you feel the proudest. This is our pride parade. Mm-hmm. Parade And it calls. wouldn't be a 2021 celebration of pride if this montage didn't lead into an ad break. So that's probably what's going to happen. And then we'll move on to questions. Perfect. 
During the month of June, I love to show off my pride by buying things on Amazon, specifically Papermate gel pens, 10-pack. Two sandalwood hair combs. A Tremontina professional fry pan. The CeraVe night moisturizer. One uh, rhinestone encrusted replica Jennifer from the Block Lopez Starbucks tumbler. The Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles paperback. Tub shroom. It's an unstuffed poof cover. I got it off of Amazon. An adorable little farmhouse uh, dining table with benches. Deciding between the Tiva flip-flops that were brown with orange straps or black with multicolored straps. The 100 pack of earplugs that I'll be wearing to all of the gay rays. Stairs for my dog to climb up into my bed with me. Hardy bow, sour, steady. A new replacement blade for my head shaver. A uh, three-month supply of men's Rogaine, 5%. A stud finder wall sensing scanner. Buying miracle Grow indoor plant food is bisexual culture. My automatic cat water fountain. Cat food. A product to clean up cat stains from the carpet. Fancy tuna fish to give the cats as a treat. Four yards of a denim fabric. It's like a nice, like, like classic denim, like dark denim, but not like dark, dark denim. And it is covered in cats. Just little prints of cats all over it. And then make a make like a pair of shorts out of it. Make like a magic shirt. I don't know. If you have any ideas, let me know. If you want any cat apparel, cat denim apparel, let me know. But yeah. Um, my cat was. Wearing the veterinary plastic cone, he had some, some problems that he couldn't chew on anymore, and I bought him a soft um, donut color that is fish printed. Natural cotton muslin fabric. I went and bought some glue for doing gold leaf on wood. Blue Buffalo Life Protection Formula Natural Adult Dried Dog Food Chicken and Brown Rice, 15 pounds. I get my... Um, acid reflux medicine and antihistamines delivered each month. Psyllium husk powder. Mycelium husk. My three-month auto-renew subscription of Pure for Men. Um, I have one thing and one thing only, and that is going to be Lara Bar, because all gays have IBS and dairy intolerance issues, um, and they are dairy-free and yummy. Um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Uh, grocery cart that, you know, has the basket and you, like, wheel it along. The pour over coffee maker I bought to make specifically to make cold brew. Oat milk on auto ship. Silicone like surgery tape for my top surgery. Cow print phone case. Listerine. Also a wrist guard because I'm getting old. I think that's pretty gay. I have a rescue dog and I bought a training book for him to teach him how to consent to nail trims. The Shrek soundtrack on Amazon Music because it's the only streaming platform that has the full soundtrack. Queer book from a queer therapist called Transforming the Living Legacy of Trauma. A workbook. A 12-pack of boho headbands. A rainbow inflatable kiddie pool. An insulated cooler that keeps things cold for four to five days. This weird um, Carhartt crossbody bag to use as a purse. Darkest chunk light tuna in water. 
pack of 12. A twin door draft stopper, weather stripping, noise blocker, window breeze blocker, adjustable door sweep threshold, 34 inch, parentheses tree, um, because it has uh, little tiny trees over it. Tub shroom. I bought a Bluetooth shower speaker. Listening to Chromatica in the shower is definitely gay culture. One 24 by 36 inspirational poster in uh, scratch-off rainbow Rayton typeface, which reads, So pick me. Choose me. Love me. Hashtag pride. A Dickies, like, short sleeve coverall jumpsuit. Um, I am not a mechanic, but I do choose to dress like one. And a knee brace. I have worked and I needed a knee brace, and so I bought a new knee brace. What I get the most pride from Amazon is saying that I don't use Amazon, you know, corporate bullshit, no Jeff Bezos. But then if I really, really need something, I log on to my mom's account. The thing I bought on Amazon that brings me the most pride is not shopping at fucking Amazon. Come on, the queers know we do not support Jeff Bezos. The straightest thing you can do is shop on Amazon. You know who loves Amazon? My straight sister and her straight husband. We're not shopping on Amazon. Christ crunched that picture of Jeff Bezos eating an iguana. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hi. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, long time. I was just reading the news, and two things jumped out to me. Um, One is uh, that Ewan McGregor's daughter exists, and two, her face had been recently mauled by a dog, but that didn't stop her from making a red carpet premiere, so I just feel like there's a lot to unpack here, and I feel like I need answers. So, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Good form, Donald Bye-bye. Here's the thing about Ewan McGregor's daughter, Clara. 
I I think she might be an icon legend and the moment for showing up to a movie <laughs> premiere with a mauled face. Like we're talking I... fresh wounds, scabbed, bloody. <laughs> looks like they're still dripping. This woman, she's 25 years old. Did I've never seen this before. Does this I mean, this is so rare that I would ever say this and this might have to this might be canon for her and if so, like I'm loving it. Does this negate her nepotism? Because this is hard work. Kendall Jenner running around Europe trying to model and calling it, "Oh, it was difficult. Oh, I know I had a platform." That doesn't that, that's bullshit, right? Ewan McGregor's yeah, daughter bullshit. being like, "I am fucking stomping the step and repeat. I am Doing, I am looking into the lens of every single camera on the step and repeat with a bloodied face <laughs> from a dog attack. That happened like an hour before this. No, it did not. She got attacked by a dog, went to the emergency room. No, she did not. To, yes. Then she went to the red carpet. Uh, I'm going to say it. We you, have what to are you going to say? <laughs> we are oh, going no, to have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to stand. Ewan McGregor's daughter. <laughs> the funniest thing is on Instagram, she wrote, quote, when a dog bite lands you in the ER 30 minutes before the red carpet. And then it's like the sweat face, like the smile with the like bead of sweat. Thank mm-hmm. you. The Mob Museum. By the way, this was held at the Mob Museum, which is the museum <laughs> they always advertise at LA at. Um, oh, my God. I almost said LAX. I meant a freaking LaGuardia. Or JFK. You know when you drive by JFK and there's a banner that's like, visit the mob museum? And yeah. it's like the who, what, where museum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, apparently this was held there. The birthday cake comes out on, I have to do promo because she deserves it. The birthday cake comes out on theaters and on VOD June 18th. I want to know more about the dog attack. We don't really know much about the dog attack at this point. But it, we do know what happened right before. She said she was at the ER 30 minutes before she went to Is the red carpet. Is this the daughter that got mad at him for treating her mother badly? Like being yes. rude to her mother? Yeah. Okay. So her mother is a production designer named, I just wrote her name down somewhere. Her mother, Eve, Eve Mavrakis. Right. Didn't she call his new girlfriend trash? Trash. At some point. She called his Mary new girlfriend, Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a piece of trash, and then she took it back. So I love she's these back-to-back She's not back even to new, honestly. Now she's kind of his older girlfriend, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. July 13, 2018, Ewan McGregor's daughter calls his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, a, quote, piece of trash. Claire McGregor visited a Winstead fan account to leave a savage comment, this is Us Weekly, on a photo of the actress on Monday, July 9th. I know we talked about this at the time. After fans filed the comment sections with praise, the 22-year-old replied, most beautiful and talented woman on earth, question mark, question mark, question mark, adding laugh cry emojis. Oh man, y'all are delusional. This girl is a piece of trash. A smiley face X. And then we have two, uh, one month later... Ewan McGregor's daughter says she was, quote, angry and upset when she called his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, quote, trash. (laughs) And so she explained that she apologized. She didn't want to do that. She said it wasn't my finest moment. Okay, then the next year, there was this in 2019. Ewan McGregor's daughter slams him for being a, quote, asshole who left her mom. And then days later, Ewan McGregor's daughter says she wasn't calling him a, quote, asshole in Instagram comment. I think all these things can be true. (laughs) She's like... Definitely, like, my dad has been an asshole. And, mm-hmm. you know, I and but also I'm trying to have a relationship with him. Exactly. It is weird when, like, your dad leaves your mom for, like, a younger 
actress but then years later they're like still together <laughs> like it wasn't right. you know like at the time it was like this passionate rushed fucked up decision but then somehow like it's a stable relationship as well and you have to like either you're like well she's my mom now (laughs) right (laughs) oops right like well she's around now and now you're starring in a you know vod movie well to be with your dad and vod you're starring with your dad in in a movie you know yeah and that's what i like about this story like since we talked about it back then three years ago it's been sort of nice to watch it evolve yes it's funny that she was mad that her dad is a dick because her dad seems like a dick and yes she was mad that this new woman comes into her life whenever she thought that her parents had a good relationship whatever of course who wouldn't be mad when you're like 20 especially when you're 21 but like it really does seem like they've gotten over this fully because they have a relationship now they're photographed together they've they're clearly making things work and they're working together so like she's in a new movie with her dad and lorraine brocco like it seems like all of their wounds have been Bracco. mended. Not Lorraine Bracco. Her dad and yes. Lorraine Bracco? Her dad and Lorraine Bracco. Yeah. And Val Kilmer. And William Fitchner. Uh-huh. And Ashley Benson. Uh-huh. And Nick Vellalonga. Uh-huh. And Louis Guzman. I'm seeing it. The birthday cake? Okay. Birthday cake. It's on VOD. Anyway, I'm very proud of this woman. Next call. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. So I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw that Anastasia, you know, the singer from like 20 years ago at Anastasia Music, um, had some sort of injury and she posted her x-rays of her neck and it got me thinking, is posting your x-rays hooey behavior? Because I feel like a lot of who's do that and the them's don't. Okay, let me know, Leanne. Cuisine, country. Is it Huey, Lindsay? Extremely. I mean, Anastasia? Are we calling her Anastasia or Anastasia? I'm like... I thought it was pronounced Anastasia. I thought that... I I was corrected once, but it may have just been like... I may have been corrected by like a rude gay person. I don't think it's like Anastasia. She's from like Jersey. She's from Chicago. The loud and lovely Anastasia got breast uh, cancer yeah, just as she was achieving. The- it's like you're giving this. I mean, I think it's respectful, but you're giving this like woman from Chicago the people from Chicago can be named Anastasia. Okay. In case you don't, remember I know Anastasia, that I was corrected she- once, and they were like, "It's Anastasia," because I can hear the voice in my head. Okay, well, I, that person <laughs> was rude. <laughs> she was the original like Fergie. If you listen mm-hmm. to her voice, it's like very Fergie. Yeah, and she had and the some big songs. In the styling, because she always had, like, abs, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't remember her that much. She was big in, like, 2008. I think before that, Lindsay. Oh, I think well before that. Known for her powerful mezzo-soprano voice and her small stature of five feet, two inches. Oh, my God, same. She has been dubbed, quote, the little lady with the big voice. She underwent corrective LASIK surgery in August 2005, although she frequently wears the glasses, for which she became noted when she first became famous. Okay, hold up. What glasses? Is she Remember famous those, like, for tinted, glasses? She was famous for those tinted glasses. If you no? saw her with those. Yes. <laughs> no. She had those Hold little on. 2002 tinted glasses. You know, she loved those glasses. What are you talking about? They were like 
orange. I swear to God. Like, hold on. Wait, Anastasia. You're so right. Oh my God. You're so glasses. right. If you search Anastasia glasses, it's like fucking yes. insane. See, I may have been wrong about the pronunciation of her name, but I was correct about her iconic orange sunglasses. Wait, this Look at those be, iconic orange sunglasses. This is like on trend for today. This yes. This is like on trend today. Yeah. You're going to die when you hear how she fucked up her neck. Okay, I, I don't want to get there yet. I want to play one of her 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 most famous song. Okay, was I'm out of love. There's something very Tatum O'Neill about her. It's like Tatum O'Neill went through a 2002 filter. Okay, I can't, but like not Tatum O'Neill. Like her singing is not. No, her look. Her look. She looks like Tatum (laughs) O'Neill. She doesn't like Tatum O'Neill, right? She kind of does. The moment she stepped on stage, I was like, she's going to ask me to take off my shoes. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. What does her voice okay. sound like? Her voice is... Um, it, I'm telling you, it's, she's got a Fergie... Her, maybe her aesthetic is, was Fergie back then. Yeah. The voice is kind of unique. I never called her the little lady with a big voice, but... She's got a, a raspy... That looks like she's got a raspy lower voice, which I think was rare at the time. And is... Yeah. And like, especially for like a pop singer it's always mm-hmm. i feel like it's always rare when a pop singer has like a lower voice it's always something that's, yeah. n- that's noted you know yeah so anyway what happened to her neck do i want to know what happened to her neck it's only funny because she fixed it okay. and i'm like so happy that she fixed her neck but let me tell you how she what happened to her neck no. you're gonna lose your mind beginning of 2020 while touring in new zealand some of my band members decided to go paragliding First of all, she put in the emoji for paragliding. It's like she made it cutesy. I said, why not? Shrug emoji. How hard could that be? I'm not afraid of heights. Thumbs up emoji. Well, let's just say there was no gliding or sailing, not to mention the part that probably whacked my neck worse was when my tandem partner, his selfie stick, proceeded to have a full-on photo shoot during this adventure, shouting, hey, mate, look to your right, look to your left, up here, down here. His selfie stick felt it was like a conductor of an orchestra. But after what felt like two minutes of hell, he asked me, are you okay? I said, nope. He descended me down as gentle as he could, yet I still had two sold-out festival shows to do before heading home. Thank God for good old-fashioned adrenaline. Kicked (gasps) in and the gigs were so much fun. However... Once home, it didn't take long for the real pain to kick in mid-February. I saw a doctor once again. Diagnosis was surgery. During this time in America, COVID was popping up all over, and I couldn't think of having surgery during all this. Fast forward 2021, once I got vaccinated, I decided to have surgery. Gratefully, I was referred to a surgeon in California, Dr. Robert Bray, MD, a.k.a. Dr. Fix-It. No. (laughs) I know. I no. Like her neck was bopping around during a, paraglide, during a paragliding experience. And it then like, it was exacerbated by her friend making her pose <laughs> while her head was bopping around. I think it was just bopping around and then made worse oh. by performing on with like a fucked up neck. Like, Oh my God. I know. But she's all better. That's she, good. There's a before and after Surgery is amazing. Surgery is amazing. Then she posted herself with that little collar. The little call, the little like the neck brace, neck yeah, brace that they give you, and she said, "Home healing." I'm glad uh, she's doing well. I haven't too. really heard. That's so scary. I really haven't googled her in a while. 
Please play this amazing clip of her singing acoustically from just May 13th of this year. I ask of you, will you love me if nothing else we You know what's so annoying, Lindsay? What? Whenever we're just filming an episode, we're minding our own fucking business, and then I finish the episode and I've suddenly become a stan of two people, Clara McGregor and Anastasia. N- now you're like, I love Anastasia. I have to go see her live. Anastasia. She's Anastasia's definitely going to play at like a Foxwoods casino, right? Like I could go see Anastasia at a casino, right? I'm just loving that this woman's image back at her when she was probably the most famous. I'm not uh-huh. going to say her peak because we peak every day. I'm just saying I love that this woman was essentially like a typical like pop star vibe, but she wore orange glasses. Mm-hmm. too. That was what differentiated her was her transparent orange glasses. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I was right when they when I called them iconic. They kind of are. They kind of are. Hey guys, so it's like 1.30 in the morning and my sister sent me a tweet that said Vanessa Hudgens and Madison Beer are starting a skincare line together and that that was like random. She's like, lol, what? But I feel like that makes complete sense. Like that makes so much sense to me. Um, I have not done any further research than this message that my sister sent me. So if you guys want to look into it and then share what you find, Vanessa Hudgens, Madison Beer, skincare line, it makes complete sense. Okay. Thanks. Uh, ScarJo Yummy Pop. Bye. So Vanessa Hudgens and Madison Beer started a skincare line called No Beauty. What makes it Weird and unique is not because it seems any better than any other celebrity skincare line, aka like pretty scammy. You have to give them your DNA that helps them choose which skincare products work better. I mean, you have to. That's literally the that's literally the 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 shtick is that they look at your D this they found this doctor to pair with who like I guess has a system that looks at your DNA and gives you your skincare. I'm not giving my DNA to Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> like not in 2021. Are you kidding me? We all know that Vanessa Hudgens has a cloning problem. So like what are we, what's gonna happen if I give Vanessa Hudgens my DNA? Are there gonna oh, be I more just of realized me? what you're referring to? I was like, <laughs> what's her cloning problem? Are there gonna be more people popping up around the world? Right. It's true. She's gonna she's gonna the other princess you. What's her movie called? Am I gonna have a, a brother I never knew about in Belgravia? If I give Vanessa Hudgens my DNA? What are her movies called? The The, the Princess Switch. Princess Switch. Switched oh my. again. You're going to get Princess Switched. Just like Vanessa Hudgens' track record with like weird DNA issues is not super strong. We're not talking about it enough. We are not giving our DNA to Vanessa Hudgens for many <laughs> reasons. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I just do not. Like, this, I, I, once, how, who is starting these products with Vanessa Hudgens? Get, come on. Uh, well, they say on the website, nobeauty.com, as in K-N-O-W, no beauty, that they don't do anything with the DNA and that they don't sell it, that they'll de- they'll delete all your data if you ask them to. But liars. like, I'm sorry, like, I have liars. no evidence to prove this. But I have been conditioned to question statements like that throughout, like, all of my time on the internet. 
I don't believe that they're not doing something with that data. You're going to send in your DNA. They're going to tell you, oh, you have hyperpigmentation issues and your third cousin is like a serial killer or something. <laughs> like there, it's going to be, <laughs> right, 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 right. you know, like you're, it's going to be one of those situations. Mm-hmm. It's going to like your DNA is going to be out there. You have combination skin and you helped us catch a murderer in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. If I'm giving my DNA, it's the 23andMe. You're going to tell me like what's, you know, what's wrong with me, what I got to do and how I got to fix it and who I'm related to and all that. I'm not giving my DNA just for some sticky like, oh, you tan easily. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. Or you don't tan easily, you know? Yeah. I'm just like Vanessa Hudgens. She is not the spokesperson that we need or want uh, at this time, I think. She was literally just selling. Remember we were talking about her selling cactus water? Remember cactus <laughs> water? Mm-hmm. Isn't it all water from like the California desert? And it's like, do you know what's happening uh, in the California yeah. desert right now? Have you heard that California needs its own water? Don't You can't sell it. It's not a great idea to sell it, you know? It's called Cali water. Cali water. No. Yeah. I I would feel awful drinking water from California. I would feel so guilty importing water from California to drink in New York. So you said Vanessa Hudgens and Mass and Beer, they're like pretty far apart in age. They're 10 years apart. 10 years or something. Yeah. And they met because Madison Beer is friends with Stella Hudgens, a.k.a. (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens' sister. Little sister. And this video that Bustle made is, I don't know why I watched the whole thing. I, I guess it's because it's my job. You watch it and they interact with each other as though they are not close friends. They don't really pretend to be close friends, but they pretend to be friendly or they act like they are friendly and know each other very well, okay? There are parts in this video that I don't even think that Madison Beer knows what she's doing, but she references Vanessa Hudgens' age quietly. And one of them is, how did you meet? And it's like, Vanessa Hudgens picked up Stella from my house. Um, And that's how I met. AK, she was the older sister who did the errands. And then there's this. They ask, what is the other's skincare philosophy? Oh, man. I know Madison's approach to skincare is simple, easy, and like direct to the point. She wants to get it done and not have like a ton of steps. I know (laughs) she uses everything. You have 30 steps in your skincare. I have so many steps. But I love that. That's like, if I had the patience for myself, I would do that. Yeah, I'm definitely more minimalist. She's more maximalist. I mean... AKA, I'm 22 and she's 32. What I was going to say, is that not me in my 20s versus me in my 30s? Me in my 30s. And then there's this. What's the most exciting thing about working with each other? I think I'm really excited to work with Vanessa because she's someone who has so much experience. She's someone who has so much experience. Like in life. Like she's elderly. (laughs) And then Vanessa says this. I'm excited to work with Madison all the time so I can just stare at her face. (laughs) She's so ridiculously beautiful. I always see her and I'm just like captivated. It's fully Death Becomes Her reboot. Like what's going on? I love staring at her face. Do you think Vanessa Hudgens is going to steal Madison Beer's DNA via this like roundabout way and then like, you know, kind of generate her face to put on her face? This is so dark. Yeah. Wait, which one is um which one is Susan and which one is Meryl? Who else is in that movie? What's what's the death becomes her uh, what's the death becomes her uh metaphor here? Well, no, it's that Madison Beer is Isabella Isabella Rossellini and right, Vanessa Hudgens right. is Meryl. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't quite right. make sense, but it makes some sense. It makes a little bit of death sense. Death becomes her is like a much a much better movie in like clips than it is actually yes. as a movie to watch i've realized I feel like we talk about this all the time death becomes yeah, her is like not a great movie not a great movie to watch all the way through but it's a great movie to remember 
And it's a great movie to like see photos of, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, it has this, it has great moments, but it's not really as good of an, as a narrative as you remember it. No. Just like this skincare product, which I'll never think about again. <laughs> no. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I would really like you to talk about uh, Shakari Richardson because she makes me extremely emotional and I want you to do this queen justice. And I trust you with the task. Okay. Living with Vita laptop. Bye. No one's faster at turning who's into them than the Olympics. Even if they're seasonal. I also just love the Olympic. I love the Olympics. And mm-hmm. you kind of don't know. I mean, I was Googling around and I was, you know, searching the athletes to watch up and coming Olympic athletes. Like who is going to be like the big story of the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Like you kind of don't know who the breakout is going to be until they officially break out. But I was like kind of Googling around and seeing what people were saying who is promising, but we already kind of have an Olympics breakout, even though the Olympics haven't even started yet. And it's Shakari Richardson, who is literally like the fastest woman in the country currently. She's so fat. Like the 10 second sprint, when I watched it, it actually is the sort of thing that will make you scream holy shit out out loud multiple times because she's so fucking fast. And it's so fast. It is so cool. And I think a, a thing about the Olympics that is so fun, this sort of who is that, it's fully talent first. So it's like we talk about who's all the time and it's like, well, why are they famous? Well, their dad's um, well, they released a skincare line with Vanessa Hudgens. Well, they have a show on Disney Channel that I don't watch. It's like, why is Shakira Richardson famous? Oh, because she she's really the fast. fastest person in the country. And so it's like, it's so easy to describe these people. What's cool about her sport and her is that sometimes when you are playing a sport, you can't show off your personal style and mm-hmm. vibes because of the restrictions of the sport and the uniform and what you're playing and what you're doing. But in running, you can wear kind of whatever you want. You can hair can be whatever you want. You can have as long nails. You can do we wear jewelry. You could do whatever you mm-hmm. wanted because it's like all about, you know, how fast you run. Like if that makes you run faster, it makes you run faster or whatever. Yeah, the only thing you can't do is be on steroids. And like exactly. she is so original. And people, I guess, kind of there was like a backlash to it, which of course there was, but I'm sure it was, you know, small and whatever. But she was like, guys, don't you remember Flojo? Like Flojo right. was fucking a style icon. And so it's really cool because like She's kind of like hearkening back to and paying homage to Flojo in like multiple ways. Mm -hmm. Just so cool. You can become the them for just the talent, right? But then the icing on the cake is when you have the personality too. And it reminds me of, I know it's winter and not summer, but every Olympics there's someone like this. It's like very Adam Rippon where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, not only is he great at skating, he on camera, what a talent, like what a personality, right? Like great to talk to make gives great camera right gives great interview shakari gives great interview well also speaking of pride month she's bisexual she's bisexual, part of the LGBT, lgbtq plus community she's allegedly bi she thanked her girlfriend but it's unclear whether she meant like oh my girlfriend or my girlfriend no i'm pretty sure she meant my girlfriend but she also tweeted about pride she tweeted some rainbows people seem to think that she, she tweeted is... a rainbow during pride month i think she's <laughs> part of the lbgtq plus community like whether she's bisexual or gay or whatever it is like she's definitely out here being like gay pride you know truly so that's why i don't want to label it but what she had told usa today was people were talking about her hair because she has like her hair color changes a lot. And she's like, I love changing my hair color because it represents my mood. And she said, my girlfriend actually picked my color. She said it spoke to her, the fact that it was just so loud and vibrant. And that's who I am. 
who are we talking about last today, this week, this week, last week, who was like, I don't, I have no labels. I'm just part of the LBGTQ plus community. Who said that? Oh, Lucas had just said that. Yeah. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is that she's the fastest woman ever. And <laughs> yeah, let's just call her the I, fastest woman ever. She's so fast, y'all. You have to watch so her run. She's so fast. She's the fastest woman I've ever seen run. She just like starts passing the other people on the track and you're like, how are you doing this? She's amazing. She's also from Dallas. She's, she's from Dallas. She's a hometown girl. Here she is talking with yeah. NBC Sports. But what do you want the world to know about what you just did in the semifinal run? I just want the world to know that I'm that girl that every time I step on the track, I'm going to try to do what it is that me, my coach, my support team believe I can do and the, and the talent that God blessed me to have to do every time I step on the track. I'm never going to take an opportunity to perform for Jay in vain. I'm never going to take an opportunity to perform in vain. Can I say something a little rude? Yes. I understand why they interview them right after they're done <laughs> running, but can you give her like a fucking 10-minute break to check, catch her breath before you make her talk? No, because it makes good clip. It's unbelievably rude to make this girl huff and puff through your interview. She just ran. She's the fastest woman in the world, and she just <laughs> ran like fucking lightning. And you're like, girly, tell me why you're great. And she has to be like, <gasps> well... <gasps> She's like trying to say these inspiring things and she can barely catch her breath. Of course she can't catch her breath. She's exhausted. I was looking up old YouTube videos of her and I guess she was like kind of iconic locally um, at her Dallas. Her Instagram goes so from like normal girl to like Olympian so fast. It's In really no crazy. time. In yeah. no time. Because she it was like. transfers quick. Like all of a sudden Nike's there. All of a sudden Nike's involved, you know? Exactly. There's some other Olympics names, Olympian names that have been floating around as people to quote unquote watch. I chose a few that I wanted to just mm -hmm. say, like in case you're like me and you're like, oh, who do I pay attention to? I tend to pick the people who are in sports that are, are new. Weird? Yeah. No, like not weird, just like new to the, new to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Like that are, you know, I mean, I think... There's like a there's this year's like surfing is happening. It says mm -hmm. Olympic debut. I think that doesn't mean Olympic debut in Olympics. I think it means debut at this specific beach. It says as surfing makes its makes its Olympic debut at Shitasita Beach. Actually, maybe that does mean Olympic I debut. Think so. so surfing is Olympics now, and there's this woman named Carissa Moore who is a 28 year old from Honolulu who is a favorite. <laughs> it's the first year that the Olympics have ever done surfing. Yeah. Okay, so that's right. Okay, sorry. I wasn't sure if I was misreading that, but yes. Uh, here's another one. There is skateboarding is the, in the Olympics now, which is so cool and has the potential to like really, I think, bring skateboarding back in a way. Like yeah. I guess I know like there's that show Betty, there's Skate Kitchen. There's like a lot of like girl skating that I feel like is relatively new and buzzy, but I feel like having it at the Olympics and having a superstar maybe emerge could be amazing. Like a like Tony Hawk. We're like, I'm enough. I have a, I'm done with Tony Hawk, you know, like I think he's cool or whatever, but like we need to move on. We need to we need new skaters, right? Yeah. Who is this person? Nigel Houston, who is the world's most famous skateboarder, quote, over the past decade. I mean, he it says that he is like a champion and like really highly paid because I think even though skateboarding is not in the Olympics, you still can get incredible sponsorships by being a pro skateboarder. Because oh, yeah. he like won all the X Games essentially <laughs> for the past like 100 years. Yeah. There's also a runner named Noah Lyles that's being buzzed about and a swimmer named Simone Manuel who has been buzzed about. And also another new sport called sport climbing, which I am like not even climbing? sure what that is. It's like bouldering. 
Mm. Anyways, uh, there is a woman who is named Janja Garnbrett from Slovenia who is apparently the favorite of sport climbing. I'm just like, I'm so down to watch these new sports and see what the deal is. Like, how do you even judge skateboarding? I'm so excited to see that, you know? I mean, play Tony Hawk's pro skater and then you see how those points <laughs> rack know, up. Like, true. I don't I don't get it's it. It's true. It's true. It's like 180 goofy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember from mm-hmm. playing that and also playing um the snowboarding game. Do you remember that game? SSX. Yeah. Anyways, these are some names. But I feel like aside from Shakari being like a breakout star, it's you need to wait until the Olympics start to see like who comes out. I mean, obviously, and then you have like the ones that are already thems like Simone Biles, right? Like those names are coming exactly. up as well, too, because it's like, oh, Simone Biles is competing again. And like everybody will watch Simone Biles, you know, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I fucking love the Olympics. I know it's kind of weird this year because of COVID, but I'm just so excited. Let's play who are them quickly. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just be photo a full that's on the aura frame. Exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. It's summer and it's hot. And somebody just said Pinkberry. And so is Pinkberry a who or a them? Is Froyo a who or a them? Froyo was a clue in the New York Times the other week. It was at the crossword. Uh, what are the who's and them's of the Froyo world? There's so many. Okay, crunch, crunch. <laughs> I love when a call like spirals. It's like Pinkberry. Wait, Froyo. Wait, who's and them's of Froyo? <laughs> Pinkberry fell off. It fell off, I'm just saying. Oh, I agree. But what's your word association? If if I, if we were at some sort of like, you know, a therapist's office or whatever, and I showed you the word Pinkberry and I made you say a, say a word or a phrase, what would you say? Pinkberry. I'd be like diet culture. I don't know. Would I? Mm. I would have said the hills. Be... Oh, <laughs> wow. We're Pinkberry, the hills. Minus diet culture. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Pinkberry is good, but it just reminds me of when there was like a Pinkberry on every block in New York for a while. Like and they there went was, away. 
there was a time where it was ubiquitous, you know. And what was funny about Pinkberry is that <laughs> Pinkberry itself was like relatively you could get you would get something that was relatively healthy, but every Pinkberry knockoff would be like get frozen yogurt and then Lindsay come in and put like 12 pounds tw- like $25 worth of toppings on this thing and be like yum yum froyo. <laughs> It's like if you put 14 Kit Kat bars on a Froyo, it's like it kind of defeats the purpose. You might as well just eat ice cream, which I'm now I'm just I do. But like it's right. just, it's funny thinking about me in college being like yum yum 12 handles like here's like t- 25 gummy bears. Yeah. I'm going to pull all 16, 16 of these handles, baby. Right. Like I got to taste it. I got to taste this one. I got to taste all 16 handles before I choose original tart and cover it in Reese's, you know, like <laughs> spending hours like stoned trying all of the flavors before ordering right original tart with like 14 Reese's on it. <laughs> Getting a Froyo and paying $15 by accident <laughs> for it is like demoralizing, though. I will not miss that trend, you know, because that shit was by weight and it was stressful. <laughs> I'm dying at the Pinkberry Wikipedia. <laughs> Listen to branding and placement, okay? First of all, the Hills isn't mentioned once in branding and placement. The Pinkberry yeah, brand has been designed like, and managed by LA-based branding. They're beyond that image. <laughs> Pinkberry has been featured in an episode of HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, mentioned in the Comedy Central cartoon Ugly Americans, and a few scenes in the 2014 film Still Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. is doing a Steel Alice word association with Pinkberry. Wait, 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 wait. Never watching that movie? Pinkberry itself associates itself with Steel Alice, or is that on the Wikipedia? On the Wikipedia, it's like, it's like basically the section that's like Pinkberry and pop culture. And it's like, it's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm, a comedy central cartoon called Ugly Americans, and a few scenes in Still Alice. I've never seen Still Alice. Is Julianne Moore like, let's go to Pinkberry. And then five minutes later, let's go to Pinkberry. And they're like, Julianne Moore, we already went to Pinkberry. Like, I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it. And I'll never watch it because I, I shouldn't be making jokes because that is my biggest fear and nightmare. But like, oh my God, why is Still no, Alice here? We have to joke or else we'll be depressed. Let me read you this reference to Pink. She has only a minor and highly normative amount of family discord. She could pass for 10 years younger than her chronological age, and she lives inside an Upper West Side bubble of the Hudson River light, fresh vegetables, and really good wine. It's unclear who does the dishes and the laundry in her house, but they are invisible. Alice has a standing order at Pinkberry, colon, the natural yogurt with blueberries and shredded coconut. So I guess Pinkberry is like a major plot point in Still Alice. I guess. I'll never know. Well, I guess now I know. Because when she's no longer Alice, she forgets her Pinkberry order. <gasps> oh, my God. No, I hate I hate I'm this. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate this. Let's get Pinkberry soon. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. We got pierogies yesterday, and that was fun. Oh, Ugh, I know. It's like <laughs> Lindsay and I go to lunch, and we get pierogies and borscht. <laughs> When in Greenpoint, that feeling when you're in Greenpoint and you have to eat Polish food. We also got tattoos. Don't listen to this if you're my mom. Me on Instagram, but me in reality, it's like, let's go get Pinkberry and get some nice flavors. And really, we get borscht or yeah. like tuna sandwiches. Okay. I know. Next I know. Call. Hi, Who Weekly. Is Jeff Probst a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. Jeff Probst, host of Survivor. Who were them? One, two, three. Them? them. I think so yeah. too. I think this person called because 
Busy Phillips was on Las Culturistas recently and told a very nice story about Jeff Probst. I guess like Busy Phillips and Jeff Probst's kids know each other and like they used to go on vacation together to some resort. And she told like a very nice story that was like Jeff Probst is so cool that when we were on vacation every single year, he did a survivor for the children. That's Isn't cute. that so cute? Like That's he cute. did their own, he did a survivor for them. Anyways, I just thought that was very sweet. A cute it's story. funny to kind of compare him to Chris Harrison as like the good guy host who's been on TV for a hundred years, like hosting the same show for a hundred years. And like, right. we have yet to really hear anything terrible about this guy. And I feel like we, we would have, we would have by now. And like Chris I mean, Harrison sort of fucked up. Exactly. And like Jeff Probes we is like richer than God and we definitely would have heard if he was some sort of asshole at this point it would have trickled out of the many 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 people he comes into contact with which I'm sure there are yeah. a few stories but right like Chris Harrison like the minute you know the crack sh- was showing it was like fuck this guy but you know sometimes people get like so rich and so famous that they like something happens to their brain and they just end up like behaving really stupidly and like saying mm-hmm, stupid things mm-hmm. like that didn't happen to Jeff Probst he's like taken his hundreds of millions of dollars and just like relaxed like gone on vacation and like treated busy phillips's kids to a survivor game (laughs) (laughs) like okay cool hi can you name from who to them justin b smith michael b jordan and junie b jones thank you we already ranked this I i feel like we already ranked this because we already there's only three of them, and we already said that Michael B. Jordan is obviously more of a them than Justin B. Smith. But what about Junie B. Jones? I don't freaking know who that woman is. <laughs> She's a girl. <laughs> okay, well, I don't even know her. But as I said, you can't just throw B in there. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is the only B we recognize. So we go Junie B. Jones, biggest two, Justin B. Smith, who is the billionaire that dating Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, right? Uma Thurman. And then Michael B. Jordan, that me asked. Yeah. Okay, that's easy. That Are was these very the only easy. bees? I feel like there's more, but okay, fine. Um, June B. Squib. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, I don't know why that came to me. Okay. <laughs> it should be like people with names. If the, the the B is only utilized if you have a name that's a popular name, you know, like how. Wait, Courtney B. Vance. Oh fuck! Oh, that's huge. Courtney B. Vance over Michael B. Jordan, I would say. No. No. I think just under, but way over Justin B. Smith. So Michael B. Jordan, Courtney B. Vance, Justin B. Smith, Junie B. Jones. Yeah. Does Jennifer Love Hewitt know she is a who? French French. I was watching a show that I watch that's a little embarrassing. What show do you watch that's a little embarrassing? There was an episode of Lego Masters. Oh, a couple of weeks Lego ago where they had to right. build skyscrapers that could withstand like a shaky tower where they had to build like a big Lego t- skyscraper that was at least four feet tall and they put it on like a shaky thing and then Will Arnett like turned the thing to make it shake and whatever one lasted longest like was in the running towards becoming America's next top Lego master. And they did this bit because it's a pox show. So when he was showing how the thing worked by like pretending that it's an earthquake, this happened. 911, what's your emergency? Hello? 
stop. Wait, it's not a crossover with 911. There's been an earthquake. Uh, I'm not seeing any seismic activity in the area. Are you sure it was a quake? So literally, it's a crossover event between Lego Masters and 911. That's very much like who gets the most bang for their buck from that one. You know, like that's even, that's confusing. But there's no buck being spent here because it's cross promotional. Like it's just another Fox property. Like I don't think they had to spend any money to get Jennifer Love Hewitt on the horn to like film an extra thing. I think it was like in her contract. It's like Jennifer Love Hewitt, you have to spend five minutes doing this. And I think the question is, does Jennifer Love Hewitt know she's a who? First of all, she doesn't know what the who them binary is. Yeah, she's not really, I don't think she has any uh, uh, instinct or even a a bit of knowledge about whether what a who or a them is. Right, but if your question is actually, does she think that she's more famous than she is? Or does she think she's more prestigious than she is? I think the answer might be no. I think that Jennifer Love Hewitt is very aware of her place in culture, you know? Right. I think that she has existed long enough in the world of celebrity in Hollywood to see her career like ebb and flow, have her highs, have her lows. No, I think she would like very much go on a rant about like being quote unquote washed up. Like she would, I think anyone who has a career where they were a younger actor first Mm -hmm. and then had to age from like a teen to an adult in this industry has like the kind of standard boilerplate, but still very kind of specific like knowledge about what that feels like and like, you know, going from being recognized to unrecognizable or something. And that's really, I mean, that's kind of who them ish, but a little bit less, a little a little bit a piece of it a small piece of it yeah i think that there are plenty of actors in hollywood who have like a weird perception of their own impact but i don't think jennifer love hewitt is one of those people <laughs> yeah 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 thank you for listening to another episode of who weekly keep calling in at 619 nope keep calling in at 619 who them to leave questions comments, you almost did, the, did you almost do the patreon almost number? Did the patreon number oops oops, oops. oh my y'all God. aren't allowed no, to you know gotta, it you gotta pay extra to know the patreon number oh, you can subscribe to our patreon um we get we give you twice weekly bonus episodes what else rate and review us on apple podcasts please we love it thank you to katie and Eric the who's for providing the rita theme song and that's it we'll see you tuesday have a great weekend bye bye We all know that Vanessa Hudgens has a cloning problem. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I just had to pause the pod because you were talking about all of the pretty little liars and their babies. And you were talking about how Lucy Hale's babies are all of her pilots. And there's a reason that her babies are her pilots and not actual babies. And it's because of Kylina, the intrauterine device that Lucy Hale is the spokeswoman for. She doesn't have time for babies. She's just too busy working. And I just thought I needed to share that with you. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, just some useless knowledge for y'all. Um, barrel makers are called coopers. Uh, what they do is super impressive. I didn't realize that they were still being, that barrels were still being made by people. So that's really cool. But, um, Back in olden times, I guess, um, people's last names would just be given to them based on their profession. And so, like, if you meet anyone with the last name Cooper, they probably had an ancestor who made... 
Farrell's, and that's why you see people whose last name is like carpenter, shoemaker, um, priest, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, any Cooper you know is descended from a barrel maker. Um, good form, Bellthorn, Scarjo, Yummy Pop. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Kate from Minneapolis first-time caller, and I had to stop the pod when you brought up barrel making. I know nothing about the craft of barrel making, but I do know that a person trained to make wooden barrels is called a cooper. So maybe Bradley Cooper comes from a rich tradition of family barrel making. So good barrel, Bradley Cooper. Good form, Bella Thorne. It's a triple entendre because air cannon, zillion air cannon. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, um, I had to pause the podcast just to say that um, in high school, I worked in a video store in New Jersey, and uh, Bon Jovi and his kids would come in, and their account was absolutely under Bon Jovi, um, so they all used their authentic last name. Um, also fun, the other people who would come to this tiny video store, which was independently owned, were Bruce's kids and Sebastian Bach pre-Gilmore Girls. He would ride his 10-speed wearing sweatpants to the video store, and I would help him choose films. Got a lot of. Um, the white noise machine is queer. Uh, yeah. 